Welcome to the Chapman CG podcast series, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Welcome to this Chapman CG podcast. My name is Marcella Chris, and I am the Associate Director with our Americas team at Chapman CG. We are honored to have Tatiana Tachi Goldberg from Unilever today to discuss HR Agile transformation, best practices, and her own learned experiences with Agile and HR at Unilever. Tachi is currently a Senior HR Director and Change Management Lead for Agile Transformation with the Global Powerhouse Unilever. She has moved across geographies and into different roles, including rewards, training, HR business partnering, and leadership organizational development. In her current role as the HR Director for the Marketing Organization of the North America Cluster, Tati has been stretching herself into the areas of digital transformation and agile ways of working and having a great time doing it. Tati, thank you so much for joining us today. So to get started, let's talk about what your definition of agile is. What do you understand it to mean? Hi, everybody. Uh, hello, Marcella. Thank you so much for having me. Hope we will have a fun conversation, or at least as fun as I've been uh, learning about these things, which has been a, a great year of learning for me. So I think what I have discovered this year is that Agile, at least for me, is first and foremost a mindset more than specific ways of working. There are plenty of plenty of different ways of working that help crystallize that mindset. There's different methodologies, there's different degrees of adoptions of methodologies. But to me, it's all about focusing on the highest value work first versus doing everything at the same time where at once. It's about focusing on delivering the value very often and incrementally and the ability to respond to change. So it's about monitoring what's happening around you, what's happening outside of your company, and with that, finding out what are the most important things to do and to do them first. So to me, thinking this way is really the heartbeat of Agile. That's interesting. So what are the reasons a company will choose to move into this Agile model? And what are the typical motivations? You hear very often these days uh, people saying that change will never be as low as it is today. And that is the main reason to consider Agile as a mindset, as a way of working, because the environments are constantly changing. As consumers adopt new trends, technologies change and evolve, new competitors emerge out of thin air, the, their offerings of new competitors or current competitors keep changing. So in a context that's so volatile, if you don't have a mindset that allows you to monitor and respond to that changing environment and adjust fast, it becomes really, really hard to remain competitive. So when an HR leader is looking to remain competitive and to adapt to those changes and considering a move to, to an agile model, what should they consider when driving an agile transformation in a company? And what markers or pointers suggest that an organization is ready to change to agile? Depending on where your company is and how complex it already is, Agile will be quite a complex transformation in its own. It's not a small change in how we think and how most companies do the work today. But I think a good place to start is assessing whether you have a very clear and aligned strategy in place. What you'll be asking of your people and your teams to do is to work on the highest value work. And to choose what that highest value work is, they must have a clear compass of what's important for your organization. So a really clear strategy provides them uh, with that compass to make those decisions. Also, 
if you don't already, I would really suggest you make an offering to give visibility of what the work that's happening in your organization in the present time. It is very, very hard for you, for you and for your people, for your team to prioritize what you cannot see. So gaining that visibility is also a pretty important place to start. What that visibility will give you is an opportunity to identify areas where you need simplification, where you might need automation, where you might need technology to come in. So you end up taking on the non-value added work out of your organization and out of your team's way so they can focus on doing the most critical work. And then finally, I think you'll be better off set for success if you have easy to access transparent information that would help leaders and teams make the right decisions about what work they should be doing and whether the work they should be doing is really advancing the business metrics you set out to accomplish. That's interesting, and specifically the, the piece on visibility, uh, if you don't mind kind of expanding a little bit on that, when HR organizations may be very siloed and, and there is not that visibility, what are some of the ways that you have found um, practical ways to really increase that from team to team? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's just an interesting point, and from experience, what I can tell you is when you start talking about prioritization, not knowing exactly what everyone is working on, you will find people stumbling on not having enough time to do the things you prioritize for them to do. So if you put your whole HR team in a room and say, these are the top 10 things I want everybody to be working on that will drive the biggest value for the business and will drive the biggest impact on our strategy, but they're still working on parallel things that haven't been talked about and they don't feel the freedom to actually stop and let go of those things, you will find the work moving a lot slower uh, than you would have anticipated. So it's really important to let that information bubble up to the top and have an open conversation about whether that can be stopped and how the risks can be mitigated, even help manage with the business the impact of some of that work being stopped because it can be really uh, anxiety-provoking for people to just drop work and not really manage that uh, with their counterparts in the business. So one of the things we've done is actually sit with everybody and list, looking at calendars, looking at uh, emails, looking at meetings, what are all the other things that, is, that are consuming time assessing whether they can be automated, simplified, assessing the risk of stopping them, ass assessing how do we talk to our interfaces about the work that's getting modified or it's going away, and then with that initiative, freeing up time for people to focus on the things we consider to be the highest priority. Hopefully that helped clarify a little. Yes, definitely. Thank you. So when, as we mentioned, determining that, that move, how does a leader determine if the capability exists within the company to change to an agile environment? That's an interesting question. And my recommendation would be for leaders to look at themselves first. Because again, the agile transformation is a complex and a broad-based transformation. But the leaders who must be driving it must be ready to really think about their business differently. It must be ready to think about how they lead differently. It must be, they must be ready to think about how they interact with their teams in a very different way. So agile thrives best when the teams can be fully empowered. What that means is that leaders should really reflect on their willingness to let go of the control of their teams, 
in the benefit of gaining more speed, more innovation, more responsiveness. So there is benefits to the business, but the more leaders continue to manage teams in the same ways they always did, they, the more they will probably slow the teams down. So the whole interaction must be thought of in a very different light for Agile to really take root into your organization. So I would really invite leaders to think about what is their tolerance to risk and what is their tolerance to failure and whether they're willing to live and lead their organizations to different standards in that. So it's not only a change of, of the way you work, but also a complete change of the mindset and even mindset and leadership. I think it's, um, it's the reverse. It's more of a change in mindset and leadership than anything else. Because the actual practices will follow the way you think and the way you lead. Interesting. And so what are the top two or three things you recommend leaders focus on through such a transformation? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, uh, as any other good HR person, I will tell you training is needed, upskilling is needed, people need the right tools. But those are like the basic things, hygiene factors, so to speak. So more importantly than that, I think there are three areas that can be incredibly, incredibly important to focus on as you think about agile transformation. The first one is culture. Very, very big ticket item. Agile requires a very safe space for teams to try, uh, to experiment, to take learnings into account and pivot when needed. So it is really a very learning-oriented culture that's needed for Agile to take place. So the organization needs to nourish that culture. It needs to nourish a team-based culture as well, where teams can interact and make decisions together. It needs to nourish a culture where there is safety to teams to make attempts to experiment, to voice their opinions, to contribute fully. So culture, I would say, is the first place uh, to look at. And of course, all the cultural supporting uh, mechanics of the organization, such as performance management, feedback mecha mechanisms, recognition, all of those things. The second thing I think is important to look at is what is what type of decision-making governance uh, you have. Governance is this big formal world, but really important to look at who is making decisions in your organization, and how would you really allow empowered teams to create value by giving them the clarity of priorities and the clarity of direction? So if different leadership teams are making different decisions and different priorities, it's easy for teams to get stuck across those priorities and trying to please and manage too many stakeholders in your organization that have conflicting directions, and that will stifle their progress. So clear decision-making governance can really be helpful to give clarity of priorities and direction to teams. And then finally, I would say a focus on data would be really helpful, both internally and externally uh, connected data. So teams can really know whether they're generating value and they know if they're progressing in the right direction by looking at their performance, but also connected to external data so they know how is the market responding to their work and whether they really need to pivot their efforts to pursue the results the business needs them to pursue. Thank you um, for that, Tati. And so in taking this Agile transformation, I know you have had very firsthand experience with it at Unilever. So what does success look like at Unilever throughout this HR transfer, Agile transformation? And what are you hoping to get and achieve out of this Agile transformation? Yeah, absolutely. We, I would say we're still in the early days. 
but we are very, very convinced that continuously investing in our ability to respond to market, to consumer trends, to competitor changes is the right thing to do. And better understanding and responsiveness to markets means better innovation, better products, better services, and ultimately a just better growing business. And so as long as we're doing those things, I think we'll be successful uh, in our intent with Agile. But since Agile is also all about learning cultures and adjusting, we will be looking at whether that we, our efforts are impacting the market very often to know, are we prioritizing the right work? Are we giving uh, the teams all that they need to make the impacts that they need to make? Right. Um, seeing maybe with the application that is had at Unilever, it's interesting to think about how Agile can be effective in every part of an organization, or even if it can be effective in every part of an organization. Agile coming as a software development project management model, now being applied to things very much outside of this realm, for example, like HR, is Agile effective in every part of the organization and specifically in human resources? Absolutely. That's a super interesting question. And I think the most important thing to think about is the, actually the nature of the work at the very granular level to understand whether that work benefits from being done with an agile ways of working or not. I would look at that before assuming everyone in your organization can go quote unquote full agile. While some work can naturally benefit from the methodology and from the ways of working, I don't think others are necessarily a good fit for it and can be very odd to try to force fit it into it. So to use an HR example that's close to my heart, uh, a lot of the business partners do project work and that project work really benefits from looking at agile methodology. But when I look for, uh, to payroll, for example, I don't think forcing payroll into a scrum methodology, trying to deliver two-week sprints, trying to go live with MVPs is a good fit for the work that payroll needs to do. Payroll really, really needs to be run super precisely for employees to get paid properly. And that's not really the areas of your business you might really be willing to take the most risk at. So I wouldn't force fit payroll into agile methodology. But from a mindset perspective, when you think about prioritizing work and looking at the highest value, they could, for example, prioritize and do a session around uh, process improvements and thinking about what process improvement delivers the highest value to my employees and then address that first. So for every piece of work in your organization, for every nature of work, there is a difference between using a full methodology thinking about it with a more agile mindset, but not trying to force fit into it. And I think that German is really, really important. Interesting. It's interesting how it really does depend on what that core focus of the work is. And in, when moving into agile, how would you manage or how do you currently manage and address the culture shifts that will or and are very likely to happen or will need to happen? Yeah, absolutely. So assuming there are HR professionals listening to this, culture change for Agile, as culture change everywhere, requires a lot of intentionality. It's not an easy thing to do to change the way an organization behaves overnight. So that goes for either you get doing it to get to Agile or for any other reason. I think to make it stick, it has to be quite comprehensive and a good understanding of what drives the current behaviors is a good place to start with, and it's important to understand your current reality. 
So systems and processes that reinforce the old ways of working that you're trying to change, they also have to be changed. New processes, new ways of doing work have to be created that would really make it easy for people to enact the new ways of working, enact the new behaviors you're trying to reinforce. So if you're trying to get somebody to change, you should make that change as easy as possible and reinforce as much as possible for them. Uh, role modeling, recognition, reinforcement of that change you're trying to enable also goes obviously a long way. I also believe it's very helpful to acknowledge the value of the things you're leaving behind. No culture is perfect. Your future culture on Agile won't be perfect. And your present culture is not completely imperfect and completely flawed and broken. Whatever you have going on for you today, it has taken you to where you are. And there are, there are good things with that and there are things that need to change with that. So acknowledging that and letting people accept what have made them successful so far, but then also be willing to let go of what won't take them into the future is really an important part of culture work that I believe is a part of that, this cultural transformation and agile. And finally, I would say the change process needs to be very top of mind all the time, not a plan that you put in a piece of paper and look every six months. I think often you need to check in and measure whether progress is being made whether people are feeling the change or are still on board with the change. And in a very actually agile mindset, you, you, you may be able to pivot and adjust what measures you choose to take depending on how much progress you're making in your organization. And that's very interesting how, how you touch specifically on, on the people portion and because we see how agile can definitely benefit and will benefit the bottom line of an organization. But how will the people within the organization benefit from moving into an Agile model? Oh, that's great. So uh, we have gotten quite a lot of feedback from employees individually about how they feel about some of the changes that we're making. And I can say the early feedback is very, very encouraging and people feel very energized by working this way. So I think there's quite a few things that can be energizing and engaging for people who are willing to embrace this change. Uh, let me share two big ones in my mind. One is that this methodology gives people the ability to consciously focus their effort in what, what drives the highest value, and that in itself is very energizing. It creates a more direct line of sight for each individual and their own impact in the organization, and for each team and their own impact in the organization. So there is some discipline around stopping activities that, is not, that are not driving the results and refocusing on your, on your activity and all that wasted energy that has been reduced into what drives higher value. So you can imagine that after a while, for each team and individual, they're looking at all the value they're generated and feeling all that energy coming back to, from the business to them. It just heightens their level of achievement, so to speak. The second thing is that it's a really learning-oriented way of thinking and working. So instead of seeking perfection, what you stimulate people to do and teams to do is to be on a continuous learning path and a continuous improvement mindset, which is quite liberating once you get the hang of it. Once you get safety that it's okay to experiment and it's okay not to know everything and it's okay to put things out there that aren't perfect, it can be also quite liberating. An example, we had a team here that kind of self-started into Agile. They realized there's an opportunity for simplifying a lot of the ways their department was working. So they put a little squad together 
attracted talent that actually had a more heightened skill set around. They attracted scrum masters and other people who were more highly trained uh, in agile. And what they've been doing is actually taking from the whole department what are the pieces of work that are not very currently efficient, that is a lot of wasted energy? And one by one, they've been prioritizing those pieces of work and working with the department needs as a whole to re-energize the whole department and get some of the simplifications done. And it's been really, really great to see. It's really point of pride. Uh, but please, if you're embarking on this new and this transformation yourself, make sure to enable your people to feel this way, to have the safety to learn and to make mistakes. So they can really, really thrive in this new way of working. Oh, that's interesting. And Tati, you're obviously so immersed in agile transformation um, at Unilever and leading the efforts. What have your personal learnings been through the leading agile transformation efforts at Unilever? This year has been incredible for me in terms of learning. I feel I've been really pushed into a territory I had never been in before both in terms of practical knowledge, since I hadn't worked with Agile before, but even from a leadership and, and mindfulness perspective, I have found that I've grown quite a lot while I started working with Agile. What I have personally found since I started is that it actually requires a lot more discipline than I had believed before. I'm nowhere near there yet, but I had to rethink a lot about how I worked like a lot of other people, I was trained all my life to set a lot of goals for the year and then multitask them constantly, trying to think ahead long-term, trying to have a solid plan for the year, and learning how to answer calls and emails and participating meetings at the same time. So Agile has had been pushing me very strongly into developing my focus and thinking about more mindfully what is the most important thing I should be doing? And can I be doing them in a more focused way so I deliver more value early on to my internal clients, to my business? So just, just trying to train to be disciplined and not to multitask on its own, it's been quite a challenge. Agile has also pushed me to really evolve on my flexibility and my adaptability. Having a work plan to last for a full year or a strategic plan for three years and not monitoring the results, or the impact, the business outcomes, and adjusting that plan is not what Agile is about. So you have to be much more willing to be open to new inputs, to new information, and think about how to flexibly adjust what are you doing to get to the same important outcomes that you have prioritized. So it's really, really pushing my adaptability, and I've been really enjoying learning how to be more flexible. That sounds very interesting. I think some of the things that we could all learn from in regards to that flexibility, adaptability, and making sometimes multitasking is not not the most effective way, as it turns out. But thank you so much, Tati, for your time here. We greatly appreciate the time that you have taken to discuss your your best practices, learned experiences, and just the, the benefits that an HR organization can take out of moving to an Agile model. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Really, really, really. And anyone out there who's listening who also has great experiences to share, please hit me up on LinkedIn. I love to hear everybody else's stories. 
Again, this has been Marcella Chris with a Chapman CG podcast, and we have been speaking with Tatiana Goldberg, our HR Agile Transformation Lead at Unilever. Tati, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.